Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. He's a f***ing idiot. You see? You see? You're stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Oh, uh, wow, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. <laughs> Can you, like, shut up? If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, and now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve and my little pal, Dr. Scott, traditional Chinese medicine provider, gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine ass fucks. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. And uh, my partner in uh, my job. Hello, DNP Chris. How are you? Rude. <laughs> yes, you are. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call 347-766-4323. That's 347-Poohhead. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right, very good. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hug your neck if you use it. Stuff.drsteve.com and just go there and you can click through to Amazon or you can scroll down and see all the stuff we talk about on this show. Mm. 
uh, and we'll be referencing it later in the show. Rodie.drsteve.com, R-O-A-D-I-E.drsteve.com, or you can get that at stuff.drsteve.com. Now, DNP Carissa, you had homework to do with regard to the roadie and you were going to use the roadie coach to learn the ukulele how's that going it's actually going really well okay so you're going to bring it in next week and we're going to play a song together is that how this is going to go um are you would you be ready if we i mean we'll do one of your the songs that you know oh yeah yeah i'm not i mean i am worried about that i don't know how the fuck to play an instrument i'm learning but um it is very helpful i just i might work next week Oh, okay. Well, we'll work. But on I mean, typically, I can. Next time have you come, will you bring schedule. it? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Because, uh, yeah, I was actually quite impressed. DNP Carissa, after just having that thing for a couple of days, was, you know, had three chords. Oh wow! And three chords about all you need. She could play the truth um, as it was by, um, um, what's his face? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. She could mm-hmm. play. The lava song from um, <laughs> the Pixar. That's my new tattoo. And she's got the new tattoo, so there you go. <laughs> I love that song. All right, yeah, and it's you know it's literally three chords, and they're the I guess that might be why I don't know. Anyway, uh, so those are the three chords that go with a lot of those kinds of songs. I mean, really, if you know the right three chords, you could play a crapload of songs with that, just in playing them in a different rhythm and different order and stuff. So anyway, mm-hmm. so anyway, check that out. Roadie.drsteve.com. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And the Patreon.com, we did a group uh, live stream last week, and that was fun to do. And check that out. Uh, We've got all kinds of content going way back. Plus, you can get access to the archives, uh, depending on the level that you're at. And there are merchandise gifts that you get and all this kind of crap. So check it out. Plus, you know, fun shows. Patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. We've had Pete Davidson, we had Mark Norman, we had uh, the Troika of Opie and Anthony. All three of them have been on. So anyway, check that out. Anything else? Oh, I think it's it. Cameo. Ooh, we don't have a cameo this week, but that was fun last week. Cameo.com slash weird medicine. I'll say, you know, fluid to your mama mama. or tell your best friend they have tiny testicles, which is what happened on the last uh, cameo. But I blamed it on the person that bought it, so... Anyway, it's fun, So, and it's cheap, unbelievably cheap, and it goes toward ham radio. So how can that be bad, right? <laughs> We're going to bounce signals off the moon. That's what our next project is. So uh, cameo.com slash weirdmedicine. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, that is, you know, it's allergy season is upon us, and CBD... A nasal spray is the par- a partial answer for that. The magic stuff. <laughs> and it, I, as far as I know, it can only be gotten at simplyherbals.net. Yeah. And instead of science, he uses magic. magic so right. there you go. <laughs> there may be uh, a silk foulard uh, involved in there somewhere. Oh there may be. But anyway. Um, okay, very good. Well, um, we might as well just get right into it. Um, I do have a topic of my own today. What? Before we get to calls. Yes, I Dr. do. Dr. Steve did his homework. <laughs> this is uh, Duran Duran guitarist Andy Taylor received end-of-life care before uh, after his cancer diagnosis, and now he is asymptomatic. Oh, wow. So... Uh, I'll read this article and then I'll explain what happened. Founding Duran Duran member and guitarist Andy Taylor 
says he's now asymptomatic after previously receiving palliative end-of-life care following his cancer diagnosis. He revealed stage 4 prostate cancer diagnosis last November, saying he was initially diagnosed in 2018. And he explained the dramatic U-turn happened after a doctor told him about a breakthrough cancer drug dubbed a, quote, a nuclear medicine. Okay, it's not dubbed that. It's what it is. <clears throat> called lutetium-177 that targets cancer cells. So he underwent, he underwent a round of the treatment, and uh, he, <laughs> oh boy, uh, conducted by Christopher Evans, whom Taylor referred to as the Elon Musk of cancer. This stuff is commercially available. It's not like this guy whipped up an isotope in his lab. Yeah. Anyway, and he was, quote, radioactive for several days. Uh, I was classified as palliative end-of-life care, and now I'm not. I'm asymptomatic. So I'm really glad that that is the case for him. So let's talk a little bit about lutetium-177. We used to use strontium-69, uh, and then we were using radium. Uh, I can't remember the 223, I think. Hmm. And now we're using this lutetium-177. What these are are uh, radioactive isotopes. So... When you have a cancer cell that lives in your bone, uh, uh, then you, uh, they, it is constantly trying to protect itself, right? That's part of the thing. It starts growing and multiplying, and then it has to uh, um, protect itself from the outside world. And so it builds itself a little house. And one of the uh, ions that it uses is calcium because calcium is readily available, and that's what bone is partially made of. So it'll start grabbing calcium ions out of the blood and bringing it into itself to uh, make its little house, right? Okay. Well, these cancer cells are so f fucking dumb. I mean, really, you know, if you just want to say that, they're dumb. Oh, wow. And they will grab uh, radioactive isotopes as well. They think lutetium-177 is calcium. Mm. It's like, well, this look, looks like a calcium ion to me. I'll just put it right here in this, in, in this brick house. Bring right it here. on in the house. And it's very similar <laughs> to how uh, if you take um, uh, corn and put rat poison on it, and then the rats take it into the nest and all the rats die, this is the same thing, kind of. Uh, a, a better analogy would be that you're giving someone who's laying bricks uh, in their house, you're substituting C4 for some of those bricks. And after a while, uh, you know, you explode the C4 and uh, the house comes tumbling down. So this lutetium-177 being radioactive kills the cancer cells okay. where they live. So it's pretty cool. And uh, it is used. It's, on, it's commercially available. Again, uh, it's only used in men who've exhausted other previous lines of treatment. And, it, and that would include... Uh, Castration, you know, it's for patients with metastatic. In other words, it's spread out of the, out of the um, uh, uh, prostate, and a castration-resistant cancer. And I don't mean they go in and they chop people's balls off. Although at one time they did do that. We have medications now that will cause chemical castration, and they also have to have a positive PET scan, which they will if they're, you know, if they have living metastatic tumor in their bone. 
And uh, they also, there's other criteria. They had to do the androgen receptor pathway targeting agents. Like I already talked about, that would be, you know, your Lupron and stuff like that, the chemical castration. But they also have had to try taxane-based chemotherapy. So there's a lot of things you, you know, hoops you got to jump through before you can get this stuff. We used to use the radium-223 and the strontium-69 just for men who had widespread bony tumors that were painful, and it would improve their pain. Now they're using the lutetium-177, has the <coughs> approval to uh, be sold as increasing lifespan. Hmm. And it's uh, shown to extend patients' lives by, on average, four months. Okay. But that's average. So you got some people that can go for years, and some people it doesn't do so much. Right. So anyway, so I'm really glad that uh, this worked for him. And, I hope you know, every day is a gift, in my opinion. I think every day is a miracle. And uh, he should enjoy every day that he's got from this. So, you know, and uh, particularly being symptom-free. Now, because they said, oh, another journalist that doesn't understand palliative medicine, hmm. he was sent to a palliative medicine provider. It doesn't mean he was on, quote, unquote, end-of-life care, but they just said that his, his tumor was not curable, and he saw a palliative medicine person. Palliative medicine people are not hospice. They can see someone from the beginning of their illness till the very end, and it might include hospice. You know, so anyway, hmm. DNP, Carissa and I, the, you know, know about this stuff pretty intimately, and the uh, confusion that people have when people are sent to palliative medicine, they go, oh, I must be dying. And that's not correct. That, and that's not even true in hospice. You don't have to be dying to go into hospice. You just have to not be choosing curative or life-prolonging treatment and then have a six-month prognosis. Whatever that is, you don't have to die in six months. We've had people in hospice for years and years and years before. Yep. So, But it's just at every recertification period, they have to meet those criteria. Okay. Okay. That's it. All right. Questions, comments about. I've got a comment. Yeah. And a question. Okay. You want to? You want which one do you want first? <laughs> I've got. Pri I, so we've got principal. It won't make any sense. Uh, neither one will make any it. sense. Principal uncertainty. Uh, is this mm. used exclusively for prostate cancer? That's a good question. Right now, that's what it's indicated for because gotcha. that's a great question. Yeah. I've wondered about other bony tumors as well. Uh, these drugs. So um, stay tuned on that. Cool. Comment or stand, uh, stand. What is it? Uh, stand down and stand by, as <laughs> was once famously said. By yes, by somebody. <laughs> but we'll know more. Sounds like a military thing to me. Though you know, there's an old drive-by trucker song called 18 Wheels of Love." Yeah, and it's he's in the Could, song is about the the lead singer's mom, who fell in love with this um, uh, truck driver. Yeah, that was placed on hospice care. Okay, and. Uh, Wound up uh, being able to, to um, thanks to modern medicine and great health care, was able to um, work through the hospice care and actually wound up living a long, healthy life. That's wow. a true story. Yeah, it's, well, great. it's a great song, actually. I, I do think that um, people who are comfortable live longer than people who are suffering. Mm -hmm. So I think that in any case, uh, hospice, if you're a candidate for it, you know, if they've said, we don't have anything else for this, and you're choosing not to pursue curative or life-prolonging treatment, I think uh, they are the 
the ones that are um, specialty trained in comfort measures. Right. And I think that uh, I really do think people live longer if they're if they're under that kind of care. I just looked up lutetium one seventy seven therapy is right now only used for men with prostate cancers who have tried for other um, treatments. I, I think, uh, surely to goodness, they'll be doing research on other bone well, with the, cancers. Yeah. I, you know, breast cancer can metastasize to bone. Lots of tumors can. But I've only seen these things used in prostate cancer. And honestly, I've wondered about that. I've never taken the time to research why that is, if the tumors are different. Or if it's just all the research is driven by men, and of course they're going to go for what you know affects them first, mm -hmm. uh, we'll find out. Mm -hmm. All right. Will you send me a note on that, Doctor Scott, to remind me to look into why these things are only used in prostate cancer? Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. The uh, uh, brand name for the Lutetium One Seventy Seven is Pluvicto. Mm. So, hmm. Gort. Clatu, Pluvicto, Nicto. Remember, anybody know that reference? Nope. 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 Okay, very good. I'll <laughs> give myself this then. <laughs> Day the earth stood still, everybody. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, an update on your old pal, Dr. Steve. My bronchiectasis is back, acting up again because it is allergy season. You get influenza and influenza. You get inflammation in the old lungs. So I've been coughing my fool head off. And uh, also, my doctor found that I have elevated red blood cell count to the point where he was a little bit alarmed and took me off of my... Uh, testosterone supplement as the first step, and I'm going through fucking andropause. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's fun. You know, the hot flashes and, you know, depression. How high, and was, feeling it? How like high was it? It, it was pretty high. Mark, well, okay. So, because um, it's supposed, it's usually a little bit high right after you, you've taken your injection. Well, I wasn't taking injections; I was doing the gel. So uh, he switched me to the in, injections, and uh, but gotcha. I haven't started that yet. So anyway, can you give blood to alleviate that? Well, yeah. If I yes, if I have certain. Um, conditions that cause elevated red blood cells, then yeah, I can just donate blood, and then they just throw it away. Mm -hmm. um, there is um, there's a whole bunch of different effing things. I just assume not go into what it could be, mm -hmm. but um, that's I think that's why I've been slack on getting shows up on the podcast and stuff. We've been good about doing the SiriusXM show, but I've been really slack about that and Patreon and a whole lot of other fucking shit in my life. So I am uh, also have decided, and I'm only saying this because I think other people should consider it, uh, uh, going away for a week and just working on me. You know, I can go to therapy for an hour every 10 days, and that's great. And the whole time you're in there, your phone's buzzing. That, hey, Dr. Steve. Yeah, hey, Dr. Steve. I'm hey, Dr. Steve. Give, give thyself a bell. And it's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, I, I'd flip it over, and it's some things I go, I'm so sorry, I've got to take this kind right. of thing. And I can uh, do other kinds of therapy for, a, a, you know, one day. And then I uh, at night I can doom scroll all night instead of doing things that are good for me. So I think if I just go for a week, I think that's all I'll need is a week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to this 
floop-de-doo retreat. And they said, well, we have 80 things you can choose from. It's like, that's my problem. I don't need 80 things to pick from. I need (laughs) nothing. a charismatic (laughs) cult leader to tell me what I need to do to fix myself. Drink the Kool-Aid, Dr. I'm almost (laughs) at this point... Ready for the Kool-Aid? Well, I'm not. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, seriously. but um, A special Kool-Aid. But I'm thinking about, you know, that's what I need. So they said, okay, well, we can do that too. So anyway. Anyway, so there you go. That's your old pals. Let's make special Kool-Aid. I've got, I can probably hook you up. Really? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. It's a what special are we about? infused Kool-Aid, if you will. Infused Correct. with what? Are we microdosing, or are we? I, no, you know, I don't need any more of your CBD right now. No, this won't be CBD. This will oh, be the good. real okay. Well, <laughs> greenery, real he, greenery. He's being all mysterious. Okay. Real greenery. <laughs> what I need is magic mushrooms. That's what I need. Okay, well let's. Well, make hell, that's all you had to say. We'll take care of that too. All right. You have oh okay so no no, we no can't don't know anything about that Doctor Scott sakes. doesn't know anything nothing, about anything. I know nothing about it all right uh, <laughs> let's um, <laughs> one thing don't take advice from some asshole on the radio well but before we do Tacey do you have topic time I do have topic okay. time so it's time for everyone to go to the restaurant it's Tacey's time of topics a time for Tacey to take discuss a break from topics the of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacey. I'm sorry, I, I stepped all over what you were saying with the intro. What were you saying? It's time for everybody to go take to a shit. To the restroom? <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, hello, everyone. Tiny organ, long-lasting pain, mystery of chronic appendicitis. Ooh. Mm. I don't like that. So this lady was just 15 years old when she developed bouts of gnawing pain in her lower belly so bad she would have to lie in the fetal position for hours. Every few weeks and for the next two decades, the sensation would return, disabling her. And she says she's been through labor, and she would say it was the worst pain, and it was comparable to that. (laughs) So it wasn't until college when she talked to a doctor who, without any tests, uh, chalked it up to IBS. Yeah. and That's what most people would. <clears throat> yeah, and she threw her hands up and said, nobody's going to be able to figure this out. This is just the way I live. Yeah. And it would take nearly 20 years of pain, regular on and off episodes that could span weeks, months, or years. Studies have found that it occurs in about 1% of all cases of appendicitis and affects adults and children alike. Hmm. It's almost always acute, but um, and it occurs in 7% of the U.S. population with 250,000 cases reported annually. You mean annually. appendicitis yes. is almost always acute. Yeah, yeah. Most are diagnosed between 10 and 30 years old. Both chronic and acute versions cause similar symptoms. You know, pain begins around the belly button and eventually moves to the lower right side mm, of the belly. As correct. Well as nausea, Give vomiting, fear, That's an and loss of sign. That it starts around the navel and then migrates down to the right uh, lower quadrant. Now, when Ronnie B. had his, his pain was all in his back. And the initial thought was uh, kidney stones. I remember him talking about this, but it was because his appendix was turned around. Uh, It was in a weird position in his body. Mine was very textbook. Yeah, you had appendicitis? Mm Mm-hmm. So it was textbook? Mm Mm-hmm. 
literally. <laughs> well, would you want to expand on that? Or? No, Tacey just we Google, said exactly what it was. Should we Google it and see what, <laughs> see what it's I mean, it started out. <laughs> it was all musty. And you it was. Through. I mean, it was like such an old textbook. Um, <laughs> it started on my belly button area. I had information in it. <laughs> migrated to my right lower quadrant. Mm-hmm. And every fucking medical student had to come in and mm. push on my belly and see if I had rebound pain. And then I also had something when they hit the sole of my foot, it would send a pain directly to where my appendix was. And then That's I went for emergency surgery. That's simple reflexology. Everybody knows that, right? Right. Well, <laughs> what it is, is it's a form of rebound that you know when you're juggling you're jostling a different mm-hmm. part of the body and or is that's it, how that's how sensitive like it, can't, it is it got so bad my mom was like the next person that comes in here I'm going to fucking kill him <laughs> like you cannot touch her anymore Whoa. so it is the worst isn't it yeah oh, i didn't know they gave me dilated or something <laughs> So you were fine. I was fine. Yeah. CT scans and white blood cell counts, which are often elevated in those with acute appendicitis, can come back normal, making chronic cases even harder to spot. It's believed to occur once the appendix becomes partially or completely blocked by hardened balls of stool, inflammation Mm. due to infection, or other diseases of the gut or cancerous growths. I'm just surprised it doesn't have hardened balls of stool in it all the time. Yes. And why isn't everybody's appendix? Mine broke? had crab shells in it. Was oh, that what it was, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Figures. Because you're from Baltimore. <laughs> wow. How old yep. were you? Oh, I was here. I was 18. Huh. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. How many crabs you figure you ate a year when you lived in Baltimore? Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's all. Eight million. And they Eight opened million it up a and day. they said, we found chitinous stuff in there. And you said crab shells? Or did they come out and the pathologist said it's filled with crab shells? No, the pathologist told us. <laughs> that's, oh, fun. that's wild. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. And I had eaten them recently, mm-hmm. too, so. So it talks about how a lot of physicians aren't aware that this is a real medical phenomenon. Right, yeah. And um, there's no official diagnostic criteria, so it's a diagnosis of exclusion. You just got to be smart and think about it. Yeah. You know? So finally, a CT scan revealed that she had acute appendicitis and had it removed, and she's been... Pain-free ever since. Oh, it sucks that she had to wait so long, though. Yeah, but decades, it is. Decades. decades. When you have somebody with just chronic abdominal pain, that's the first thing you're going to think of is irritable bowel syndrome. IBS, yep. And the, the thing is, is uh, what we always talk about are zebras. I mean, this is a rare disease that she's right. got. And most pre- providers probably never seen it. Mm-hmm. And if they learned about it in medical school... Or, you know, nurse practitioner school or PA school, they probably forgot about it, mm-hmm. saying, yeah, you know, what will I ever see that? So, you know, what the way we describe it is, or the metaphor, if you are standing in a field in Oklahoma and you hear the clippity-clop of hoofbeats behind you, you're going to assume it's a horse. Right. Not a zebra. Right. But it's not impossible. It could be a fucking zebra. Could be. So you got you can't forget about the zebras out there, my friends in medicine. Or it could be a, a giraffe without stripes. True. Oh my god. That's that's awesome. Awesome. So cool. Oh my gosh. That's like our little it Sebastian. Cute, it was the cutest yeah. thing Here. I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever Sebastian. name her? 
No, they were there. They had four names. They were, um, I think, taking some. Um, they need to name um, it Little Sebastian. That would be <laughs> hilarious. If you've never seen Parks and Rec, that's a that Parks is. And Rec. Well, we have oh, our own Little Sebastian oh, now, yes, yes. so I'm little very Sebastian. excited about it too. Yeah, if you've not watched that. <laughs> Yeah. Parks and Rec, it's worth your, it is it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. You got anything else, Tace? Yes, oh, I have one fun. very quick one. Oh, cool. Study questions if blue light blocking glasses really work. Oh, this is a good question. Just, I saw this and I didn't read it. Yeah, despite claims by their makers, blue light glasses probably don't reduce eye strain Fuck. for people who spend a lot of time looking at computer screens or their phones. A new study says... The glasses probably don't improve wear sleep habits either, God. according to the study, which, is a, which published this week. And, you know, these became really popular you know, during it's very COVID. Expensive. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's probably not worth spending the extra God. money. Assholes. On your, they sold um, that shit to me. I thought it worked, but it must have been a placebo. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found, it, I have horrible eye strain. That's why it's very difficult for me to take an eight-hour computer exam mm-hmm. because you're fo- – but my uh, – you, you know, we have to recertify every X number of years. And they put the X-rays at the very end, mm-hmm. and by then I can't see shit. It's oh, just no, all yeah. – it's all blurry and, and messy. And what my ophthalmologist said was it's because you're focused on the screen. It's not actually that you're straining as long as your refraction is right in your glasses – he said, use um, a, an eye drop called Sistane Ultra. Mm-hmm. And when I started using that, 90% of that quote-unquote eye strain went away. He said, it's really what it is is dry eyes. Oh, okay. Cool. And it feels cool. like you're straining, and you probably are because you're refracting a little bit different because you don't have that film of uh, fluid over your eye. But um, uh, that made a huge difference. But, I, yeah, I paid a lot of money for these stupid blue blockers. Mm-hmm. And they make me look weird, on, you know, if I wear them on a like a video podcast or something that's got light. They, I was on one of them for the state of Tennessee, and they made me take my glasses off because oh. they were recording it for like broadcast or something. Oh, because yeah, I just looked weird. It looked like I was wearing blue sunglasses. Huh. Anyway, all right. Well, okay. Fuck off with that, yeah. and they can fuck right <laughs> off with. I wonder if the taking the blue pixels out makes a difference. When you're, you know, at night when you're doom scrolling, does that keep you, you know, because the blue pixel is supposed to keep you up. I have converted my Kindle because I read at night. By the way, I'm reading uh, Three Body Problem, which is an amazing science fiction book. But um, I, I have it set so that the background is black and the, the uh, characters are white. And that way there's very little white. And then I turn off the blue pixels. You can do that. Mm-hmm. And that seems to, it doesn't keep me up. I'll tell you, I get my money's worth reading a book because I'll buy a book on my Kindle. And I will literally read one or two pages before I fall asleep. So it takes me six months to finish a novel or something if I'm just reading in bed. So, uh, you know, that 12 bucks you paid for it goes a long way yep. when you do that. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you, Tacey. Those were very good. Great You're welcome. Well, Tacey, great All one. right. Let's- Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's, uh, let's get back to... Number one think. thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, let's see here. Uh-oh. Oh, there hey, we go. Dr. Steve, this is Matt. Um, Cassidy's dad. We uh, hey, met Matt. a while back at Carl's uh, get-together. I had a medical... Okay. Okay, Matt. Nice to meet you. A question for you. Again. Uh, it's about the Navage that I heard you recommend on your show. I started trying to use it because I've had Uh-oh. allergies through the years, and uh, I found it really helped. But when I first got it, I could not get it to work, and I ended up having to call their customer service line. Okay, I'm, I'm, I have not listened to this phone call. I knew what it was about, but I'm going to bet it was a bad battery. And I've told them a couple of times that we've had a bunch of people that buy them and they have to immediately replace the batteries because they sit on the shelf for too long. Gotcha. And a lot of places will have, you know, a little just sell a plastic tab yeah. that you pull out that will keep the batteries from going dead. Right. And I remember uh, talking to Martin about this, the former owner of Navaj, he sold out mm-hmm. but about it. And he, there was a reason why they couldn't do it, and I don't remember what it was. But I would just pack huh. the batteries separately. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah, I, I know everybody else does that. It, it is weird, but anyway. And they showed me that I could reverse the flow, and it'll go one way through my nose, but not the other. Okay, so he's old valve nose. That's different. So that's a different problem. <laughs> but if you do buy a Navage and it doesn't work right away, <laughs> and you have a normal non-valvular nose, um, then, yeah, it's going to be the batteries, but anyway. Um, I did have a deviated system. There you go. Years ago, I had it fixed, though, and I uh, just couldn't figure out why that would be an issue. I was just wondering what your opinion would be on that. Yeah, that's wild. So he has a valve. That, some weird wild stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Carson. I need to put that on here. That'd be a good drop. That's some weird wild that's stuff. Weird wild that's stuff. weird wild stuff. weird wild stuff. Um, the, uh, his nose acts like a diode. It only allows flow in one, one direction. Way, yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so the, I guess a lot of people don't read the instructions, but that thing, you can flip the nose nipples and I don't know what else to call them. They're just <laughs> nose nipples. You can flip them and rotate them 180 degrees and then the flow will go the other way. So when I use the Navage, which, by the way, you can check it out at stuff.drsteve.com. Just scroll down and you can see it. But uh, I will do half of the the saline flowing one way, and then I'll flip it around and do it the other half flowing the other way. And it seems like it kind of makes sense. It would clean out your nose a little bit better. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know what we're talking about, it's basically a motorized neti pot. You don't have to lean over the sink and attain a certain position. It shoots uh, saline in one nostril and sucks it out the other one. It was brilliant, brilliant design. Tacey was a skeptic. I bought her one. She loved it. Mel B did one on the show. You can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at weird medicine, and you can see uh, NP Mel B who uh, hated putting things in her nose, just end, end up falling in love with the Navaj. So we don't have anything to do with them. But what? Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. I just thought about hating putting things in places. and. Well, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Don't we? Okay, yes. Thank you for remi- for remembering. Um, um, 
but anyway, so check out the Nabash. Now, last week we talked about that, what is it, cock or coke or toke or something, uh, headache thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, it starts yeah, with yeah. a Z. Z. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, but let's not say the name. But anyway, yeah. uh, and it's what, a, it, what yeah. it was, it looked like something that you would uh, clean uh, a uh, lens in, with. Or an infant's n- nose out. Or a, yeah, like a, like a, like a <laughs> yeah. nasal yeah. Uh, nasal uh, suction, yeah. uh, um, what do you call that? Bulb. Syringe, bulb, bulb, bulb yeah. syringe. Or like an ear cleaning thing. But they had a, a, a tube on the end of it, and then... A um, an ear nipple, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> that you can shove in your <laughs> ear. Another nipple reference, of course. You should get your own bell so for everything that. Is, everything good. is nipples to me. So <laughs> anyway, so now DNP Carissa had a headache, and you usually don't have headaches, but you have them every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you tried it, so. Um, because we didn't say the name, or we're not trying to disparage their product or promote their product. I'm just curious if it did anything because you showed up and you look, you you look, you know, delightful. But I don't know. If, I can't tell if your head still hurts. My head still hurts some. It doesn't hurt as bad. But I've had a lot of caffeine and a lot of ibuprofen. So it's hard I to had say. no immediate relief from the use of the device. So ear nipple. So d- tell me what happened. You put the ear nipple in there, and then you, how does it function? You compress the bulb. Okay. You put the ear nipple in your ear. Yep. And then you let go, and it just holds negative pressure in your yes. ear. Yes. Yeah. And then you. Clamp down and take it out, and then that—that's it. That's the whole thing. That's that's it. You're not supposed to do it a certain number of times or for a certain duration. No, I mean it. It gives you different options. You can you can put it in and then no, it's always deflated when you put it in. So there's a way to do it differently, hmm. and I don't know. I did not like it. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I did it in both ears just for this. Yeah. Um, my left ear is really like I can't stand anything to even touch it, let alone be in it, because I had so many ear infections as a child. Yeah, I have scar tissue and all kinds of fucked up shit on my ear yeah. drum mm-hmm. okay. thing. Yeah, your tympanic Panic membrane. membrane. <laughs> my ear drum thing. That, that sounds more legit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a brain okay. yet today. But anyways, <laughs> I could tolerate it better in my right ear. Yeah. Um, so with an N of one, we did not. Um, not a we, glowing we, review. We proved the null hypothesis, yes. but it's only an N of it one. Didn't make it worse. And I had a, my no, own hypothesis, worse, yeah. correct, of yeah. why I had the headache. So what was your hypothesis of why you had the headache? Tension. Okay, so I don't think that this thing would work for no. that. Correct. Like I had, I had tension from like muscles, neck. muscle, muscle tension. neck tension that is radiating up to my head. Right. So muscle tension, not emotional tension. Right. So much. Okay. I, I, I think this thing might help if someone had a chronically um, retracted mm-hmm. eardrum yep. and yep. had head pain from negative pressure in the middle ear. Maybe it would help to draw. Uh, uh, air up into you know through the eustachian tube yeah, if they were be. unable to pop their ear. I think it might help for that, but I just don't Possibly. see. Now, Doctor Scott, you're the expert on weird. You know, if if you put a needle in between my first and <laughs> second finger, somehow that helps a headache and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yes. what is there anything in traditional Chinese medicine that would make sense given this thing? I can't, you know, I've because I know people sell acupuncture like things yeah. to people. Well, but it's not really 
you know, similar thing. That's just another. Um, well, you do thing, cupping. Maybe. Wacky you thing. do cupping and mock combustion. And well, stuff, yeah, but so I don't I'm do just... cupping on an eardrum. Right, right. <laughs> on a tympanic right. membrane. Good Lord. <laughs> it was no, like, oh, kapop. <laughs> can you hear that? I can, I can see it right now. Yeah. Now, Ooh, but you could do cupping tomorrow. We could do oh. cupping on the neck and shoulders, which I would do for a tension mm-hmm. headache. Mm-hmm. But you know, for you would do it for yeah. attention. For attention, a tension <laughs> headache. But you know, it might. I was thinking, the only thing I can figure is maybe a sinus headache. You know, yeah, pressure, maybe. pressure. pressure. Headache. Yeah. I, I mean, be, I could maybe see that. I mean, it it yeah. felt very like nice hurt. at yeah. first, like yeah, on this ear, <laughs> my right ear. Just I'd be so interested to it. see if anybody has had some good results with that. I should try it on my right ear because I've torn my my right eardrum twice, mm. and it's also it's scarred and it's miserable. So. I, I will give them credit. They're not charging an arm and a leg for mm-hmm. it. I see a lot of stuff on the internet, then it's way, way, way mm-hmm. overpriced. Oh, shoot, and uh, so I'll give them credit for that. And maybe it'll help some people. Yeah, let's it hope didn't, so. didn't help DNP Carissa, but that is an anecdotal. That's, yeah. that's anecdotal evidence. That's she needs a lot that. more help than a little suction in the ear. Truth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know where to find the help I need. <laughs> it's going to take a team, right? I'll do. Well, I'm, I'm going to a week-long retreat that may end up being uh, longer than a week. So <laughs> they may, they may, they may sh- sh- throw him in and lock the door behind him. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. See you in a year. It's okay. A- Certain someone threatened to send me away to a convent, so. What? <laughs> you, huh? Who was that? You, can you say? My no. therapist. Oh, really? Your therapist was going to send you to a convent? <laughs> what would, good would that What kind of therapist is this? What, what good would that do? She just wanted to send me away where I didn't have contact with anything or okay. anyone. Yeah, fair. That's reasonable. Yeah. All right. You ready to take another call? Let's do it. All right. We may have done this one before. but Namaskar, uh, Dr. Steve. Oh, we did. Crew. Uh, no, I didn't go to Thailand. Actually, did we do this one about traveler's diarrhea? Yes. Okay. All right. I hope you had a great trip, man, and whatever we told you was decent. <laughs> I have a question regarding hormone replacement therapy. I see a nurse practitioner who kind of knows what he's doing. I've had to research stuff and request things on my own. I don't like testosterone the way it made me feel and the side effects, but my levels are kind of low with the growth hormone. Um, he mentioned it's really good, but he would take it himself. His levels, I'm sure, are way better than mine. He's about my age anyway, but um, he said it would be too expensive for himself, but it's not too expensive, and who knows, he could be on it. Other people that practice can be on it. It's kind of a large practice, but I think he's scared he's going to get sued or cancer or something. Uh, I'm, I've made another appointment with him because I wanted to okay. go talk to him. I've been talking to what him. What time is the appointment? Portal, what time and day is What's it? the deal with that? I don't I, I could just see him that my insurance will pay for it and I can go to a regular pharmacy instead of going to one of these stupid hormone places that charge you a bunch of money and want you to use their own stupid yeah. pharmacy and ship their stuff through the mail. I don't disagree. What do that. I do about, I, I think I can lay out a good case for me to do it. The fact that I'm not at risk for cancer. I'll do any test. Yeah. So, um, okay. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what he's asking, but if you have, Low testosterone. Check. The first thing to do is figure out why do you have it. Right. A lot of people just, they don't check. So there's two ways it can happen. Either your testicles are not being told to make testosterone Mm -hmm. or they're not able to. Right. That's really the only two. 
And uh, so the first or the, the former is caused by a pituitary problem. Mm-hmm. So check pituitary hormones. Mm-hmm. And then the second is caused by, you know, just lazy testicles. Now, if you have a pituitary problem, we want, want to look and see why, what's going on. So they'll do an MRI of your brain, okay. see if you have uh, something going on with your pituitary. But assume it's regular garden variety, low testosterone, um, you know, hypogonadism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of things you can do. You can just replace the testosterone, but he didn't like that. You give somebody testosterone, what that does is it shuts the testicles down even further because they just go, well, what are we even here for? You know, obviously someone else is doing our job for us, so we're just going to relax and your testicles will decrease in size and they will cease to function. The other thing, though, and he was talking about growth hormone. Don't use that. Uh, there is a thing called clomiphene, and clomiphene citrate is a drug that they use to get women to ovulate, but also works in men to um, uh, get the without going through the whole mechanism to get the testicles to make their own testosterone. In other words, it wakes them up and causes them to be less lazy. And the great thing about that is, if you're interested in maintaining fertility you will continue to make sperm cells, whereas if you do testosterone replacement therapy, that will eventually cease. The other thing is that your testicles will not get smaller. They'll still be big and meaty and juicy, you know, nuts in your scrotum that you can, uh, you know, flap around and stuff. So you still have that. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if you guys are listening. Yes. And um, Why do you flap around? I don't know. It's, it's, you know. Okay. Just scariest. Yeah, when you get my age, the scrotum's like saltwater taffies, yeah. you know, just pasted against your thigh. Oh, God. Yeah, That's why I wear much. jockeys and not briefs. That's some... <laughs> anyway, um, so you, uh, so clomiphene might be the answer. Your testosterone comes up, your testicles still function, you still make sperm, and you still got nice, big, juicy, you know, nads. And, uh, mm. Anyway, so that might be the answer. Might be, yep. Uh, so what I would recommend is go, I, I get it, you go to these places where they sell bioidentical hormones and all that stuff, and it is enticing, it's expensive. Yeah. There, there are things that your insurance will pay for. Tacey, when, when you go to a bioidentical hormone place, does insurance pay for the, for the medication that they sell I mean... I guess it depends on the insurance. Mine did when I when I went to one. Really? Yeah, it covered it. Um, I guess the insurance we have now probably would not. Always the dig on my insurance. <laughs> Always. Well, it is shit. It's never good enough. I have the same, I so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. you have to admit my insurance before was oh, well, you, you had pretty the, premium. You had the platinum stuff. Yeah. It was pretty. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> a little saucy. A little saucy. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve. It's Mike from New York again. Hey, Mike. Um, I'm calling on dreaming. I know you've spoken about this in the past. Uh, last night, I had a dream. I was working in a supermarket like I used to do, and a display crashed. And just as the display crashed, I was awakened by the sound of thunder in the dream. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we did do this one. Now I've got to do better at clearing these things out. We've done this one, right? 
Well, okay. Well, everybody's looking at me quizzically. Let's do it again. I know that you've spoken about this before, but how does that uh, work with your mindset um, where you're dreaming and you hear a noise that's really Uh, a reality noise? Yeah. Yes. Is it likened to, let's say, the body-worn cameras the police wear? When I was a kid, this used to happen more often, that I would hear people talking in my house and then I would have dreams that monsters were saying those things and then I'd wake up and it'd be my dad or something. Or uh, I would hear the um, alarm go off and I, it would be in my dream, it'd be like a telephone and I'd try to pick it up and then I'd wake up and I'd hear the alarm. Right. It doesn't really do that anymore. You know, when my alarm goes off, I just wake up. Mm. And when there's thunder and stuff, it doesn't invade my dreams anymore. So, I mean, dreaming when you're young is different than dreaming when you're old. There's yes. something different about it. And uh, I've had fewer hypnopompic episodes since I got older and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. But uh, it is fascinating. I mean, the brain. It is fascinating, yeah. There is a vigilance circuit in the brain. And most of the time it will work. If your dog starts barking, you'll wake up. If uh, there's a weird sound in your house, you'll wake up. Obviously, it doesn't always work Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) because, you know, people can sometimes, if they're used to being in your house, they, they can, you know, they can come in and you won't wake up. My kids, now when they come in, uh, the dogs don't bark. Nope. And I don't wake up, and it's like, is could somebody else pull that off? Mm. And I don't think so. I I think it is. There's just a you know a certain cadence to how the kid puts the key in the lock, you know, and how he turns it and opens the door. And there's a just a and cad- where and where they go next because they know where they're going. Yes, yeah, there's a cadence to all that stuff yeah, I that agree. a stranger would not have. And, uh, uh, but it, yeah, it's weird. Well, and I, and I think we've talked about it, and I think you're right, but it's, you know, the brain compartmentalizing those things and knowing that, that this is normal. Right. And, and says, hey, this is normal. Continue to sleep. Everything's cool. But it'll fuck up that up, yeah. though, too, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, when I'm driving from Norton, Virginia to, you know, down the mountain, mm-hmm. and then my brain goes, yeah, it's normal to just go to sleep right now. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Totally Your, yours is a little ass backwards occasionally, but you know, <laughs> totally fine. At least it's at yeah. Least, let's just go at least to sleep it's consistent right now yeah. on a cliff. Well, take going our chances. 60 miles an hour. Take our chances. That's right. Fucking asshole brain. <laughs> Fucking asshole. What is Rude. that, man? It is does bad stuff, man. It does do bad stuff. Mm. My right brain and my left brain are always arguing. You know, the left brain's like, well, no, you know, data shows, and the right brain's like, that just okay. that just I just had a flashback of Animal House where the the devil's on the one shoulder and yeah, oh yeah and they yeah, yeah. oh come on you know you want to <laughs> so the answer is Mike we have no, no clue. clue we just no. know that there is great a, question no answers there are circuits in the brain that do certain things and there is a vigilant circuit and it works kind of okay most of the time but sometimes it will take in stimuli and if it doesn't see them as threatening, it'll pass it along to the dream module, and the dream module will incorporate it. Mm. Unless it gets hacked. Yeah. Yeah. Here's 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 has been hacked, I'm afraid. I would look forward to that. Um, I'm not sure who, but somebody hacked mm. his brain there, I think. Yeah. I would love for somebody to hack my brain. No, lower to be No, I mean for that. real. Like yeah. it, I you know, Elon's been talking about having a chip inserted in your brain so that you could control 
uh, computer things and controlled devices. And so how cool would it be to just think, oh, it's hot in here, turn the thermostat down. Mm. But um, I've also mm. seen that. I think that's why you have, you know. I've also seen that movie yeah. when the guy, you know, <laughs> the, the chip takes over and it's, it's a problem. Not a good thing, yeah. It's a problem. So anyway, all right, very good. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, this is a good one. This has been off the rails today. What's that? It's been off the rails today. It's crazy. In a good way, though. Yes. I thought this show was supposed to be off the rails. Oh, well, fuck me. Maybe I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. All right. Steve, I'm reading this article about the U.S. Supreme Court um, stopping a guy on death row who wants to die. He doesn't want to be... Um, uh, whatever he wants to die via nitrogen hypoxia. Yes, I I agree with him. Hang on, we'll, we'll talk what about in the world? First off, what, it, what would be more fun is helium hypoxia, though. But we'll talk about that. You get <laughs> or, either one or of, nitrous. Uh, either one of these will work. Well, nitrous nitrogen will. hypoxia. Isn't our whole atmosphere just nitrogen? Yes. How is that going to kill him? Okay. Oh, I've got a great. This is such a good. I'm going to give this guy a belt. And is it going to be more painful? Than a lethal injection. No. Isn't he going to be like, is he going to choke to death? No. Nope. Uh, okay, I got to give him a bell. Give thyself a bell. Never know what hit him, but. Okay, so this happened to me once. I, I went to, uh, there was a church in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Fountain Street Church, and it was very uh, progressive and. It was just a, you know, it was a, you could, okay, this is how progressive it was. Number one, I saw Steppenwolf and I saw the Grateful Dead in concert in the sanctuary. Oh, wow. And when you went to youth group, you could smoke cigarettes. No. So that's that's how crazy it was. So anyway, but they had a big tank of helium. And I, being the stupid jokester that I am, you know, started filling up balloons and then I would suck the the air in. Now, when you suck in helium, your body can't tell the difference between it and oxygenated air, okay. it, but it feels normal to you. You know, if you hold your breath, you know, everything goes uh, weird because your body knows that carbon dioxide is increasing. Okay. But if you inhale a, a helium or any other neutral gas that won't sustain life, your body can't tell that's what it is, particularly if it's odorless and colorless like helium and nitrogen are. So you, uh, I, I kept inhaling it and, hey, how are you? And, you know, we represent the, you know, all the, I was being hilarious. And the next thing I knew, I was waking up on the ground. Oh, no. Because what had happened was I had taken in so much helium and not enough oxygen that I lost consciousness. And... Uh, you can do the same thing with nitrogen. You could do it with any inert gas that doesn't, you know. So what you would do if you were, uh, and yes, the atmosphere is 70x percent nitrogen. It's that 21% oxygen that is uh, the key, right? Yeah, it's, it's just sure. not paying attention. So who are you texting there, uh, DNP Chris? <laughs> I'm not anyway, texting anyone. I'm... I'm looking up what's in keyboard cleaner because this question made me think about keyboard cleaner. Yes. Oh like yeah, like the, the spray. The spray yeah. where people that, huff that shit and. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so I would love to know what's in that. Yeah, I, that's sorry. So, no, I was no, no, no. Thank kind you. of paying attention, research. just going down a different. Yeah, let me hole. let me know if you find something interesting on that because I find that uh, interesting as well. Because Psychostimulant. We used to huff uh, toluene. 
that was the the gas and yeah it's the it's the solvent that's in that used to be in airplane glue difluoroethane oh, well. mm, that's about it okay difluoroethane would do it too psychoactive properties my yep. father huffed that and went into torsades is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh. So torsades being a, a crazy um, heart rhythm that, if sustained, could be fatal. Mm. Oh, yeah. He went into it like five different times. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but uh, so you could, in theory, take a uh, mask that seals very well so that no oxygen is getting in. And if you just gave that person pure helium... Uh, they could make a couple of funny sounds and goof around, and then what would happen is they would lose consciousness. And if you, the difference with me was when I lost consciousness, I hit the floor and started breathing oxygenated air again, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't breathe oxygenated air and you continue to breathe the helium or nitrogen, you would just not ever wake up and eventually your heart would stop. I honestly. I mean, I'm not, I don't think we should be killing people, that the state should be killing people. But if I were put in that position, I would say, yeah, that would be a pretty good way to go. And it would be really quick, too. Yeah. And that way you don't have, because um, companies do not want to sell their drug to prisons. This is a whole thing about lethal injection is they don't want to sell their drug to prisons because they don't want to be associated with with um, death penalty and stuff like that because there are political ramifications to that. But it would be very hard to say, well, we're not going to sell tanks of nitrogen because they're all over the place, you know. So why they don't do it, I don't know. I don't know why, but they don't. But I, I agree with that guy. Um, I, I think that would be a decent way to uh, go if you had to go, you know. Sure. All right. All right. Well, what else? We've got punch to the liver, but we've only got like 30 seconds to do. So punching someone to the liver, don't do that. How about that? <laughs> and uh, I got a quick one if you want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it was a quick one. Diesel child. Switch, uh, my doc switched me from IM sub, um, testosterone to sub-Q testosterone. Is there anything I should be worried about? To sub-Q testosterone? Yeah. The answer is probably not. No, I wouldn't yeah. think so. Yeah. It's a little... Yeah. I am being intramuscular. Sub Q would be less painful. Much less painful, yeah. I think it's I'm just going to dissolve under the. It's just going to dissolve yeah. under the skin. Yeah. All right. So well, you should be good, good DC. I will look. I'll look into it. Make sure that we're telling you the right thing. But. Yeah. Well, before we go, um, there is a question from Principled Uncertainty, one of our Irish brothers, uh, in the in the fluid family uh, regarding dopamine fasting. He said, is dopamine fasting worth doing? Well, again, the question is, what do you want to accomplish? But uh, look, dopamine fasting was created by uh, this California psychiatrist, which should tell you something right there, uh, Cameron Sipa. And it, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with fasting or dopamine. And so, uh, Ew. what to reduce pleasure yeah. sensitivity? Well, what it is is, yeah, dopamine's a mechanism that explains how addiction can become reinforced and makes for a catchy title, uh, you know, but that's about it. So, the thinking behind a dopamine fast is using cognitive behavioral therapy, which we endorse. Um, we become less dominated by unhealthy stimuli, and that is text messages, 
YouTube notifications, beeps, rings, and all that stuff. I've got all my notifications turned down, and I just check my phone periodically, which is why I tell people just call me. Um, so instead of automatically responding to these cues, uh, we ought to allow our brains to take breaks and reset from this. So, um, But you can't fast from a naturally occurring brain chemical, and uh, lots of people have misinterpreted the science uh, to um, view dopamine as if it were heroin or cocaine, and they give themselves a tolerance break so that the pleasures of whatever they're depriving themselves of, food, sex, human contact, will be more intense or vivid when they're consumed again. This wasn't the intent of the original person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, misunderstanding science causes maladaptive behaviors, and that's not me saying that. That's uh, uh, Harvard and where um, .edu, where I'm getting this from. And, uh, you know, but taking time out for mental rejuvenation is never a bad thing, but it's not anything new. So I would say, there you go. <laughs> and uh, to hell with that. To hell with it. Dopamine fasting. I don't want to reduce the pleasure in my life. I just no. want to reduce uh, stress, s- shitty pleasures. Yeah. I mean, doom scrolling is pleasurable, but it's a shitty pleasure. Unless I run across Tukey broadcasting live, <laughs> and then I always have then to click different. in there. Then that's different. And then I get uh, pleasure from sending um, super chats from Myrtle. And I call, <laughs> I called this Myrtle today on his show. He had somebody on his show, oh, well. and Myrtle calls in. It's like, is this the swap shop? I got me a chair. Oh, oh me aim a sad in here. Oh, no. And I don't want to sit on him no more. <laughs> oh, no. And, and uh, she had, well, and I got a load of manure, and it, it's a good, but it's human manure, I'll tell you that, but it's high quality. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, you kind of had to be there. All right. Well, Obviously. listen, thanks. Uh, always go to Dr. Scott, uh, Tacey, uh, DMP Carissa. Thank you. Thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week. Oh, wait a minute. I did want to say thank you to our moderators in the Fluid family. And that would be Dr. Scott, but also Sean P. Yo. And Amanda Davidson. Did you assign anyone else to be a moderator? Because it's obviously you're doing that because I haven't ever looked at it. <laughs> Have you assigned <laughs> anyone Scott. else? Thanks. I, I, not that I'm aware right. that I've been Until I'm next time, to do it. check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye, Thanks. everyone.